Hey there, bloomers, bloomies, bloominaries, and everyone else tuning into episode 10 of Bloom Fireside. In today's Fireside, we are speaking with George Guggenin, the founder of Karma. Karma is a peer-to-peer lending platform focused on small and medium-sized enterprises with a current focus on Russia, China, and soon expanding into South Korea. We had a really interesting chat about how George became an entrepreneur at just nine years old, which blockchain Karma is using now and will soon move to, stable coins, and of course, where the Bloom protocol comes into play. If you like watching or listening to Bloom Fireside, please share it with your friends, family, or followers on social media. The more subscribers we have, the more awareness that drives about the difference Bloom is trying to make in people's lives and the greater impact we can all have together. If you are just finding out about Bloom for the first time, head over to bloom.co identity in your web browser to discover what Bloom ID is and what it can do for you. Without any further ado, here is George Guggenin, founder of Karma on Bloom Fireside. Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining us today. As I mentioned earlier, we have George Guggenin of Karma joining us today. George, thanks so much for, for taking some time out of your day, actually out of your evening <laughs> to, to join us on Fireside. Out of the... Yeah. Thank you very much, Derek. Actually, it's a late night. I'm in Beijing, China, uh, the capital of China, and there's a lot of interesting things going on. That's cool. Yeah, you're on a, you're on a roadshow right now, you said, correct? Yeah, yeah, I am. Good, good stuff. Well, let's, uh, let's introduce everybody to Karma and find out what you're all about. Let's, let's start off with uh, what is Karma? Yeah, Karma is a cross-border P2P lending blockchain platform. So we provide a uh, and access to capital for the emerging markets so the investors from the rich countries can have a lot of opportunities to invest in high yield business loans we're mostly focused on smes loans because they are the most profitable because the original uh, the common banks the regular banks are like uh, don't use to uh, enter that market because the central banks have a lot of restrictions uh, for for the regular banks uh, about the SMEs lending. Okay, that's interesting. Uh, maybe that'll lead us into the next question. How did Karma get started? Yeah, so uh, I've got the idea that there's a huge market potential in the SMEs lending because uh, every bank had just declined to work with the SME loans. So uh, also I've suddenly found my future partner of Karma, Artyom, he also had a huge fintech experience. He worked at the family offices and private equity management companies. Yep. And he also found out that the SMEs lending are very high profitable at the emerging markets. And it's a very prospective niche. So he has started his P2P lending uh, fund for the SMEs at 2014. Mm-hmm. And that fund uh, was working like the cloud of the contracts between investors and borrowers. Okay. So that was like the MVP version of Karma. Right. You know that the, the, the more basic uh, MVP you have, uh, and if it's proven by the market and if it's profitable, so that's cool. Uh, yeah. You can uh, drill down and discover more and upgrade your software and start beginning to make a software. So right. if you make uh, money on the paper, uh, it's a good uh, idea to upgrade it to the software. 
Sure, absolutely. You mentioned you've been an entrepreneur since nine. I have to ask, what were you? What business did you start at nine years old? (laughs) That was uh, quite simple and funny. Uh, You know, uh, in Russia there were casinos everywhere in nineties. Okay. uh, Because there were no regulation of casinos uh, at that time. Uh, It was just like a wild, wild west. And uh, we have been hanging out with my boys uh, on, uh, on the streets, and we have suddenly found a huge amount of pants, uh, boxes with pants near the casino. Uh, so we started tracking whether somebody is, uh, is an owner <laughs> of that stuff or not. Okay. And when we've tracked that there's nobody pretending to be the owner, we just uh, get them. And then we've uh, spent a lot of time to sort out them uh to different uh, types because they were mixed and then we found the most uh crowded spot with a huge human traffic from the subway station <laughs> to our street and uh, we've made like a pop-up store <laughs> of that <laughs> of that passage i said okay promotion sale come on in guys and uh for everybody it was just like you know very cute uh, sure, sure. There's very young, uh, very young kids, small babies, uh, just selling <laughs> some stuff on the street, and they were, it was very cute. But, but for me, uh, you know, it was uh, so, you know, so exciting uh, because uh, I've got the money out of nothing. Right. Uh, I've made uh, just one, two, three steps, and then oh, I have money. And uh, that, that, that was so uh, fantastic for me. And I was just like flying back home to my mom and pop. And I was like, oh, hey, I have my first uh, business. And <laughs> I have my first profit. Look at this. They were very proud of me. Cool. You, you literally made something out of nothing in that case. That's <laughs> yeah. rare. Good for you. Yeah. Um, so in terms of, you know, why you actually started Karma, it sounded like, you know, primarily driven by personal experience, you literally, you were literally solving a problem that you actually ran into yourself. Yeah, I think it's classic for starting a business. Sure. Because most of the people, uh, when they fail, uh, they became like, oh my God, something going on, I'm doing something wrong, or mm-hmm. everything is bad, blah, blah, blah. But I think that every failure is a great opportunity to make something new because uh, I think that all new markets, all new huge potential is uh, hidden uh, in only in those uh, scary things, in those scary uh, places where people always tend to be uh, failed or something like that. So when you have failed, uh, that's a very important lesson and you can figure it out that there's a huge potential. Right. Um, so it sounds like it's yourself and your co-founder sorry what's his name artem artem uh you're the original co-founders correct yeah okay is there is there anybody else who's part of the team now who's been with you since day one more or less or have you have you and and artem kind of built everything together and maybe a little bit later started hiring uh you know uh uh, I'd like to replace the word hire with the word involve. <laughs> sure, sure. That's <laughs> because, fine. Uh, because uh, yeah. because uh, we, like, uh, it's been like two of us, but then uh, I've quickly started involving new guys. 
because I've had, and me and Artem both, we had a huge network in fintech, mm -hmm. uh, because we are like a huge amount of time in the game, it, so it was easy to involve a lot of high-level professionals. Because, you know, when you're running a token sale, uh, you need a SWAT team, SWAT, Special Agency, yeah. Uh, because you need to do everything, like, you got to put a pin in the head, you know. Uh, so you got one shot only. Yeah. And uh, that's why we've started involving a lot of professionals from the market. And um, I, I was dedicated to... Uh, uh, to telling them that, look, guys, uh, you are already rich, most of you, and already successful, you're a pro, but listen, there's a new great opportunity. You can make history, and that's very interesting in global project you've never been into. Right. So let's get started. And uh, so most of the primary team uh, have worked... Uh, uh, not only they, they have they have no salary, but they even have invested at the pre-ICO of the token. So is me. Right. So we think that the, the simple principle uh, you call like a skin in the game. Right. If you put your skin skin in the game, it's a very important. So that's why um, when we start a new project, we uh, always become an investor not only the employee or human resource, but also an investor, uh, because that makes you really responsible and sober. Sure, yeah, kind of like um, what's really common in, in you know, Silicon Valley, for instance, or you know, that, that, that culture is to make your first hire or involve your first person and actually give them stock options, right? So, so that, they are, that they have a fully vested interest in, this, in the success of the company. Yeah, yeah, indeed. I understand. Um, so you mentioned a little bit about about your past. You you said you had a uh, an IT consulting company prior to to starting Karma. Um, yeah, uh, I've had an IT consulting company. Mostly, we have automated the huge financial corporations. Okay. Uh, even even the Moex, it's like a Nasdaq uh, fiat regulated exchange. Mm -hmm. And also the largest uh, Russian banks. We've installed the ERP systems. Uh, we've uh, managed the e-commerce marketing uh, and automation of the business processes. So uh, even at those times, like in 2008 or something, I realized that uh, the more I drill down into the banking industry, the more I see how boring <laughs> is it and how... Uh, how boring are guys becoming uh, while they spend like five or seven years in that industry? Because uh, mostly it, they are living uh, under the huge pressure of central banks, of regulators, etc. So they cannot move, no left, no right, up and down. So mm -hmm. they just go straight and very slow and accurate. So that's why mostly their products are out of date uh so that's why they are now trying to hire some startups to somehow uh remove the gap uh, between those guys who are living in far away in the future and uh, them, themselves yeah. so even at that time i've uh i was thinking like oh my god uh, our team is much uh, more clever than those guys and we are much more sober and energetic and fast uh but they are 
uh, they have a lot of money and we don't have them. Why so? <laughs> yeah, so uh, that's why when I uh, came into crypto, uh, I was very excited because I've got that finally the smart guys can have an access to the capital and they can change the world uh, and they don't need to ask those uh, old uh, guys who are regulated and slow. Right. Cool, cool. Uh, so I, that, that leads us into our next question, I think is, you know, a common question we get at Bloom and certainly a lot of our partners get is why, why are you building on a blockchain? Does this really need to be on a blockchain? And uh, yeah. I imagine you have a good answer for it. And, and I know people would like to hear it. So why is Karma being built specifically on a blockchain instead of, you know, a traditional closed centralized system? Yeah. Uh, you know, um, as we can see, uh, the most profitable thing in lending today is a cross-border lending. Mm -hmm. uh, when uh, the guys uh, from the countries with zero interest rate, like Switzerland, Japan, can invest abroad in emerging markets with double-digit profits. Even if you exclude the inflation rate of the local currency of the emerging country, you still have huge... <coughs> USD profit. Uh, so uh, the product like scoring agency or something like that, rating agency. Uh, and I know a lot about uh, my um, residents of my country. But if I want to invest abroad, I don't have an access to that uh, credit history, to the reputation ledger. It's like absence. It's closed for me, totally. Right. So, uh, for example, even in China, if I'm a foreigner, I can't do nothing in China, right. uh, even if I am an investor. So uh, that's why we've got to build a trustworthy platform for storing the credit history. And that platform got to be uh, managed by public so everybody can trust uh, the ledger. And also this platform has got to be international because the key goal is the cross-border investments. Uh, that's why we've uh, started building this platform on a blockchain. Okay, I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah. Certainly you're not the only peer-to-peer -peer, uh, lending platform. So I was wondering how is Karma differentiating itself from some of the other uh, some of the other platforms. Yeah. Uh, first, we're focused on the SMEs lending mm -hmm. because uh, there are some platforms also uh, that are trying to make a P2P lending, but they try to spread all over. Uh, they try to include the car loans, the student loans, uh, the cash loans, etc. Right. PDL. But um, I think uh, that uh, most of the crises, uh, uh, economical crises, uh, start with uh, overrated uh, spending of the people. When they try to, when uh, the regulator turn the interest rates down and loans became more accessible, mm -hmm. and so people became to just buy more stuff, buy more iPhones, cars, fancy right. houses, whatever. But uh, then they got to um, repay that loan with interest 
but they haven't invested in the producing uh, facilities. They just invested in something fancy. Right. Uh, so if they haven't invested in producing facilities, they haven't upgraded their cash flow, their income. So that's why over the time, the more and more people uh, will have a default. And more and more people have default, the more funds and pension funds and uh, Merrill Lynch's, etc., are also going default. So right. then it will turn right. So we believe that uh, the most important part is to finance the upgrade of uh, production facilities, no matter uh, what we're talking about, the real economy production or about the intellectual property or in art, whatever, IT software. Mm -hmm. uh, if we invest in those guys who are increasing their cash flow, uh, their business, uh, there's a much more probability than in the long term it will uh, not lead to crisis, <laughs> that it will lead just to the economy growth. Yeah, we uh, started. Yeah, it's yeah. the SME's landing focus. Uh, and also, unlike uh, some of the P2P lending platforms in crypto, we are, um, we are integrating the fiat money because uh, there are a couple of projects in crypto world that are focused on uh, lending crypto for crypto. But as we can see uh, for today, and I think for a couple or triple years uh, further, uh, the crypto is very hard to understand for the regular people, for the common people. Right. It's enormously difficult how to store private key, how to not... Uh, uh, get stuck on the exchange, how to shuffle the private key, etc., etc., <laughs> how to print, print paper wallet and hide it under the sofa, and <laughs> blah, blah, blah. So yeah. uh, it's, a, it's kind of very scary, enormously scary for the regular people. So uh, the market of crypto geeks is very small. Uh, that's why crypto is so volatile, because the market is too small, and, just like, and uh, everything is uh, going down or up. So... That's why we are focused on the real economy. We have signed a, a lot of contracts. We will soon um, uh, publish them with uh, the real economy markets of government subcontractors and intergovernmental infrastructural projects. And they want uh, to have an investment and uh, they want to make it legal. Right. So that's why the crypto can be used only as a payment medium. Uh, and uh, the, all of the um, payments um, in general should be done in fiat. That's why uh, we are connected. We have connected the fiat gateways in Europe and in Russia, and soon will be in South Korea, um, to uh, accept, to allow the common people, the real business, to access the P2P loans market. Okay. Cool. Um... Karma, the Karma DAP version one has been live for a little while now. How how long has it been running for? Uh, about half a year. Half a year. Okay. Um, how how's that going so far? How was it uh, received? Uh, or, or, mm -hmm. you know, I know you're working on version two, but how's how's version one work working out so yeah. far? Yeah. Uh, mostly it was used for the crypto trading. Right. Uh, I'm ashamed, but the market is <laughs> uh, at the very like childish uh, white paper stage. 
so the crypto guys are mostly asking when exchange, when moon, etc. Uh, so uh, there's a huge amount of wallets, like uh, 7,000 of wallets uh, and huge amount of transactions. But most of that transactions are between exchange gateways okay. <laughs> uh, in, in the blockchain. So uh, we have uh, made a, about five or six uh, deals, low deals and uh, uh, in our market. And the total size was about uh, half a million dollars okay. and because because people just want to like very accurately testing mm -hmm. uh, but now uh, uh, this week we have released the karma 2.0 and okay. now we have opened the invitation for the um, testing for the private testing so uh, there's a lot of very loyal community members uh, that are really hard working on the test and they submitted the bugs to the Jira tracker, etc. So we are now hard working on delivering the more uh, convenient project product. Okay. And uh, the main feature will be in Karma 2.0 is the fiat legal lending. Uh, so there will be a legal KYC procedures, mm -hmm. uh, the legal electronic contracts, and the fiat gateway. Uh, for now, it will be for rubles, uh, but in a month it will be in euros and US dollars also. Uh, so it will be much more comfortable for the common users and for the big whales. Uh, I mean, the whales from the real economy, not crypto ones. <laughs> gotcha. That's why you just said rubles, and in, in my North American ignorance, I've always thought it was rubles. So ah, thanks for just saying uh, it out loud. <laughs> Uh, but, but uh, you know, uh, in Russia we say uh, "rubli," uh, but uh, I, I yeah, but I I think that the in American way it will be more like rubles. Uh, so every time I've heard it on like a TV show or movies, it's always been rubles. So that's actually <laughs> okay. closer to to the actual pronunciation. Okay, okay good. Okay. Glad we got that cleared up. Um, I, I was looking at the website, of course, in, in preparation for our our, our interview here. And Karma promotes the ability to offer loans in a whole bunch of different ways, with collateral, without collateral, with interest, without interest, um, with and without mandatory repayment, which I thought was really interesting. Why yeah. why are there so many different options, especially when you were still in, in V1 when I was when I was looking at this? Mm, yeah. Uh, because we think uh, that um, the market should uh, balance uh, uh, itself by itself. Uh, so people got to have the huge widespread options uh, in interest rates and collaterals, uh, in uh, repayment dates, whatever. So the market will uh, define itself which uh, type of loan parameters are suitable most uh, for this or another type of uh, the loan. So we are not trying to regulate that market. So we provide infinite options for the users and let the market decide what to do. Okay, fair enough. So if you're willing to take a little bit more risk, maybe for potential uh, like a higher interest rate on a loan, then you you're, you can take that as opposed to uh, karma dictating what sort of risk you, you should be willing to take. Yeah, sure. So we, uh, we will have like a huge 
uh, red label. Oh my God, this is very scary. Please don't touch this. But anyway, if uh, there is a, a very risky investor that wants to put it, his money in, okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, uh, I was I was curious, um, and and maybe the answer is well, you can't. I came up with a scenario of if someone doesn't pay back a loan and um, and mandatory repayment is not was not offered, you know, it's not being enforced on that loan. Is there any sort of effect that that would actually have on someone's reputation within the karma ecosystem? Yeah, it is. So would that just be like attached to their uh, Ethereum wallet address or, or attached to like an actual account profile? Like how, how would that be broadcast? Yeah, yeah so first, uh, Karma is not built on the Ethereum uh, oh, because, okay. uh, as, uh, yeah, yeah, no, uh, okay. Uh, so uh, because Ethereum is way too slow and it's dependent from, you know, crypto kitties. And when the kiddies are on the streets, sure. uh, things are going mad, <laughs> especially at the Ethereum gas station. So, uh, but anyway, <clears throat> uh, yes, uh, we track all the transactions and all the contracts that are made on the platform. And all of that stuff is uh, put into the blockchain, the public blockchain, and uh, it's accessible for everybody. As um, as I recently seen the saw the presentation, uh, there was like uh, in previous Web 2.0, uh, you were able to update and delete the information, mm -hmm. but in blockchain, you only can uh, like submit a new version of it, right. but everybody will see the previous one. <laughs> yes, yeah. that's uh, not like a GDPR compatible, but uh, technical guys uh, actually don't care. Yeah, yeah, we're we're dealing with similar things, and and it's uh, and I, at least right now it looks like Bloom is handling it in the sense that if you mess something up, you can unlink it, right? You don't want yeah. your Bloom account, your Bloom ID anymore for whatever reason. We can unlink it from personally identifiable information PII, uh, but but everything's still going to be there, right? The underlying data is still going to be there on the blockchain. We can disassociate it from you. Because you don't want your yeah. Bloom ID anymore, and, and yeah. we're confident that that's gonna uh, that that's compliant. Um, okay, uh, last couple of questions. Um, we're actually no, I want to ask one one extra one. Which blockchain are you using? Uh, right now, Karma is built uh, as a fork of Graphene blockchain. Oh. Uh, Graphene is the technology that's used for the BitShares and Steam right. and some other projects. It's, uh, like Brendan Bloomer told me, oh, it's the most popular blockchain in the world in terms of number of transactions. And yeah. I think, yes, that's uh, close uh, to be true, to be the true. But uh, anyway, we have found a lot of bugs and architectural issues in Graphene uh, because our team have a lot of uh, ex-military and intel intelligence services guys because where you can find a cryptographer or only in the FBI <laughs> or CIA or IDS, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and we have even published, uh, those issues and speak about them at the conferences. So, and also the Dan Larmer have left 
the graphene ecosystem and started to build in an EOS, as you right. know. So uh, we've built our own new blockchain with new consensus type, uh, and we will publish uh, that in open source this uh, autumn. Is, so it's Karma version 2 using that new blockchain? Uh, no, Karma version 2 is just an interface, a new interface oh, with okay. fiat money to the old blockchain. And also we have, uh, as I've told you, that uh, common people should not care about what's under the hood I because agree. they just want to use the app and that's it, have a result. Uh, so uh, we have uh, built a special abstraction layer. So if we will switch the new blockchain, nobody will understand nothing except uh, I, I think yeah nobody uh, except those uh, geeky guys who have stored the private keys so they got to update them that's it but <laughs> fair enough uh, that's uh, common uh, so yes we will update the blockchain in autumn and nobody will understand uh, what was happening okay fair enough it'll be seamless yeah. uh, so now last couple of questions uh, we announced the partnership a little while ago probably a few months ago now and I just wanted to reiterate to folks, uh, you know, now that Bloom is finally uh, at a point where I think we'll be really close for for uh, for you for a company like Karma to um, to actually be able to use this for KYC uh, specifically. How is Karma going to be used using the Bloom protocol? Uh, yes, we. We are very interested in adding as much KYC providers as possible around the world. For example, we have a lot of negotiations with uh, South Korean KYC providers. Mostly they are telecom operators. And in South Korea, it's quite comfortable because all of the telecom operators are sharing the same database of KYC. And the KYC process is quite simple. It's just like uh, submitting the phone number and the surname and uh, like SMS code okay and that's it. Right. Uh, so, but uh, also we would like to have an access uh, to the new investors and borrowers through the Bloom uh, KYC uh, API. Uh, that's very interesting for us. Oh, terrific. Um, <clears throat> is there is there any forward looking? Um... Uh, on using like Bloom IQ or passing data in and, and using data as well and or, and mm -hmm. using Bloom score? Uh, yes, it is. We also are interested in uh, gathering as much um, scoring providers as possible uh, because uh, the more data and uh, the more data you have, the more powerful decisions and effective decisions you can make. And also it's very important to have not just data but uh, sorted data, mm -hmm. uh, which uh, can be digestible, uh, not just randomness from the Twitter or from the Facebook post uh, about what he's liking or something like that. But uh, a very structured data is uh, the core issue of most of the uh, companies right now. Cool. Yeah, I, I'm confident that that's exactly what you'll get out of Bloom IQ. And of course, you can. You know, Karma, Karma and your team will be able to decide, you know, how much of a weight a Bloom score uh, provides yeah. based on an individual's profile strength and that sort of thing. So, uh, yeah, but, but you'll have the data. That's the key. Um, as I said, we're getting really close to to that point where organizations like yours will be able to actually use uh, Bloom ID 
not just for registra registration and authentication, uh, but for actual KYC. Assuming everything was actually ready today, uh, what do you think the timeline would be on actually in integrating uh, the Bloom protocol into the Karma, Karma DAP? If you have a uh, JSON RPC or something like that, an API, mm -hmm. it will take like a couple of weeks, I think. Okay. We'll see you in a couple of weeks yeah. then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Because you know, uh, recently we have uh, um, we have asked uh, for the API from one uh, one of our partners, and they send us the TCP/IP API, very lower layer. So uh, we've got to found out. So we have a lot of guys who can handle it, but uh, it's not developer, not for the JavaScript yeah, or yeah. <laughs> regular developers. Uh, so it took like about three or four weeks to implement that, but we've handled. So it depends on the simplicity of that API. Well, thankfully, I think your developers would be pleasantly surprised at how, <laughs> how much easier uh, our docs are to follow. And, and I'm pretty mm -hmm. sure it's JSON that it's spitting out. So, so your team mm -hmm. should have much easier time uh, integrating Bloom mm -hmm. in, into, into the Karma DAP. Okay, that's good. Um, is there anything we didn't touch on that you really wanted to make sure the Bloom community or even people from the Karma community that are watching mm -hmm. or listening to this, that, that mm -hmm. you want to make sure that they hear or that they know about? Uh, I think there is uh, one interesting thing that I would like to speak uh, speak about is that uh, in our first version of the white paper uh, that I've written more than a year ago, uh, I've posted that uh, fiat currencies are not so comfortable for uh, cross-border transactions. So we will have to find out how to manage the stablecoin uh, mm -hmm. in crypto and use it in our platform for the cross-border uh, money remittance and payments. So um, about uh, half a year or even more than half a year, uh, I was uh, attending the Bretton Woods 70 years conference. There was a, there was a lot of IMF and United Nations guys and uh, other kind of very famous and old guys. And uh, they discussed that uh, the world really needs a SDR, it's the uh, IMF uh, index, like global currency, that, like the world needs the global currency and it should be electronic, digital. Uh, and uh, sometime after that, I've met the virtual girl, uh, Lotus Smile. It's like Satoshi in Bitcoin, okay. so it's just like condensed uh, community uh, mind. Uh, and uh, she was um, uh, telling me about the algorithm of digital SDR, the global, uh, uh, you know, uh, international monetary fund on a blockchain. Mm -hmm. So we, uh, when we have drilled down the technology, we found how, how beautiful it is. And we've decided to build uh, this stablecoin into our ecosystem. And also we've become one of the earliest investors and okay. that technology and right now we are integrating that digital xdr at the top level of um uh, how do you call that in the united states BRICS. you know brazil russia yeah. india china yeah, singapore uh at the BRICS region and there's a huge demand on that stable coin and we were very interested because it uh, it's truly boosting our karma performance 
because it allows us to easily enter new markets mm -hmm. and allow us to, to connect investors and borrowers from every country without hassling with the fiat banks and regulation and all that stuff. Okay. Um, I was I was thinking of asking this and maybe, maybe I should, but I'm going to ask anyway. Do you have any other stable coins that you've come across that you think are really interesting and maybe would, would make it into karma later? Uh, you know, we've uh, we've been searching for almost a year and we've been drilled down like few of them. So first, most of them are at the early white paper stage, right. so it's not interesting. And also there's actually like USDT and uh, true USD or something uh, that are working. Okay. Uh, you just put T first or the yeah, first. of course. <laughs> yeah. uh, True, trustworthy, similar. whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um, but they've uh, they are so centralized. Yes. So there is a huge legal risk. Uh, so they will have some pressure or censorship from the regulators uh, of some countries and uh, even those um, uh founders are now like oh my god i don't have any idea what's going on i've never been an investor so i jump out of the project and blah 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 right. uh so uh we think that the truly uh the true crypto should be truly decentralized and there should be no owner no other uh and no like intellectual property because <laughs> recently we have a funny stuff some uh, random developer team have uh, popped out in our office and they said like oh we have a international intellectual property patent to our blockchain which is like whoa <laughs> intellectual property on the blockchain yeah you're yeah. kidding uh, yeah so uh we think that the uh real crypto is gotta be public uh, uh and um uncensored i agree wholeheartedly so no disagreement there all right, George, I think we've covered off a whole bunch of topics. This is, I think people are really going to enjoy uh, or, or have enjoyed up until this point watching or listening to this. Thanks so much for taking some time out of your evening. It's, it's I think it's well past midnight now in Beijing. So yeah, it is. Yep. So I'm going to let you go. Uh, if you really enjoyed this, make sure to like it, subscribe to the video or subscribe to the podcast in your favorite podcast app. Uh, share it with your friends and family so they can learn more about what Bloom is doing, what Karma is doing. And uh, thanks for listening or watching. Yeah. Thank you very much, Derek. Bye. Bye-bye.